You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I am Emily Leadham. And we are broadcasting to you this morning from... Sunny, <laughs> South Dakota. Uh, thanks for being with us. We had a, a just a great conversation the first half hour with Julie Ernster, um, uh, just a, a, a simple parishioner in her parish who, together with six, six other women, uh, pray for their pastor, the Seven Sisters Apostolate, which is around the country, around the world. Um, and now... I get to talk to a fantastic guest. Okay, Chris, you were talking about it being sunny Sioux Falls. I have to yeah. tell you something. Oh. So my The guest is Emily, just so you guys know. My husband <laughs> my husband, my dear husband, is so delighted that this week is consistently Oh my gosh. What? Keep going no, keep going. Uh, do you know where I'm going with I this? I think so. Below thirty degrees? Oh, you don't know. That's not where you... Now I want no, to know. Yours not, is more exciting. No, but like next weekend, did you, the temperatures in Sioux Falls for next weekend... What are they? Like 46, 44, <gasps> 43, like into like two... So I don't, I don't know about... Again, this is, this is like southeastern South Dakota. So for folks in other parts of the listening area, um, I oh, hope... Oh, yeah, this Sunday, 46. Yeah. I don't know what's going to be like for you, guys, but but Emily, this is a li- I'm a little bit so I, I'm I'm there, I'm I'm, I'm uh, I don't know how to feel about this, Emily. To be honest, yeah, we're kind of approaching Christmas. We're looking, and I'm ready we're for... looking at a brown Christmas. We're looking right at now. a brown Christmas. Right now, we're looking at a brown Christmas. I'm dreaming. Exactly. Of a Bing. Okay, no, I want to finish what I was going to oh, tell you. That wasn't okay. Sorry, that's not what I was going to oh, tell you. And oh. in fact, it's the exact opposite of what oh. I was going to tell you. Oh, my husband is going to be delighted. Well, now he's not going to be happy because it's going to be above thirty degrees, but. He built an ice rink in our backyard. <laughs> of course, of course he did. So last night, I we put the girls to bed, and I'm like, "All right, I am just wiped. I am going to go to bed." And I hear something outside, and I look, yes, and I look out my window, and there is my dear husband pirouetting. Yes, <laughs> working his ice skates. He's got his. I can see his little earbuds, earbuds plugged in. He just went out and ice skated for like 30 minutes in our backyard. I'm not going to lie. I was a little resistant to it at the beginning, but now I feel like it's delightful. I kind of want to have a lighting ceremony, um, you know, light up the ice rink, have people over for hot cocoa and, uh, and a bonfire or something. You know, la- you know this, this summer we were supposed to have the Summer Olympics in Tokyo. They got pushed back a year because of COVID, obviously. Oh, yeah. So maybe you could have the Winter Olympics of 2021. At Casa de Lidem. Casa de <laughs> I think that that's is a awesome. great idea. That's awesome. Okay, so we're we're three weeks into Advent. Chris. Yes. Um, can you share a little bit of your uh, graces for the Advent season thus far? Highlights? What? Go. I'm so excited. What so are excited. you so excited so about? Excited. It's so exciting. <laughs> that's a shout out to Becca Ekren. Um This connects with what we, you and I were alluding to with Julie. About okay. This thing about our diocese uh-huh. and our bishop last Saturday. Uh-huh. So backing up, I was, it, I was, I was ready like in mid late November. All right, all right. This I, I'm, I'm going to discern what's for Advent. It's not going to be a last minute thing. I'm going to think about it. I'm going to pray about it because I like to like. Oftentimes people will do it in Lent. I, Advent's because it's a bit of a penitential season. I like to do some sp- extra spiritual practice. So. Um, I was I was going to be ahead of the game, and then I wasn't. It was the day before <laughs> Advent, the twenty tw- uh, eighth. <laughs> Advent starting tomorrow. Great. What am I going to do? 
I thought, didn't pray, thought about, oh, maybe I'll do this. But then, praise the Lord, literally, he sort of, what about, what about Mary? So, mm-hmm. Tell uh, me about your relationship with Yes. Mary. So it, it exists, but it's my, my relationship with my spiritual mother is not a deep one. It's not a bad one, but sure. I, 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 don't, I, I don't have a deep, um, uh, I guess, uh, affective relationship with Mary. Like, like an experiential relationship. Correct. correct. So it's okay. still a little bit like, she, I know she's real and so on, but it's a bit of a conceptual thing yes. still yeah. for me. Um, so or like doctrinal. Yes, exactly. Okay. Thank you. Um, so th- that, and that's been the case and I've been aware of this, um, and in various ways attentive to it. So just when, when, when the Lord kind of whispered, what, why don't you spend some, some time with my mom? Mm. Um, that makes sense. So I was thinking maybe I could pray the Magnificat, which is the prayer from Liturgy of the Hours, evening prayer. Um, it's what she said, um, in response to, during the visitation, my soul magnifies the greatness of the Lord, my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, and so on. But then, uh, I don't, it may have been her. Who, how about that? But uh, un, specifically under the title of Our Lady of Guadalupe. And that immediately like sparked in my heart. because Resonated. Yes. Because for uh, a, a few years ago, I, I, just, I, I randomly read a book about the apparitions of Our Lady uh, to Juan Diego, St. Juan Diego yeah. in 1531. Um, the blue book with the red stripe on exactly, it? Exactly, yes. I can't remember the author. Carl Olson, who's okay. the Supreme Knight of the Knights of yep. Columbus. And Monsignor Eduardo Chavez, who was the postulator for the cause of St. Juan Diego. And just, I mean, I had no idea. I shared this with you the other day. The depth of those apparitions and the symbolism yeah. of the tilma and all this. So amazing. Yeah. So that's sort of been, like, I've been particularly drawn to her. And then she is the patroness for the Americas. So St. John Paul II really pointed to her for us as, quote unquote, Americans, whether North, Central, or South America uh-huh. pointed to her, and she's the patroness. The, no, she's the star of the new evangelization. So that's sort of the all like okay. So this is so I, I've really been attentive to her um, in Advent, and then uh, almost two weeks ago now, um, Bishop De Grude, Bishop Don, Donald De Grude, Bishop here in Sioux Falls, had had shared that he was discerning consecrating our diocese to Our Lady of Guadalupe and to St. Joseph. Yeah. And when he said that, um, it, oh, oh my, oh I was my really excited. Yeah. Um, so, so for me, the grace of Advent in a particular way has been, um, and I, it's not, it, you know, relationships grow usually over time, but there's definitely been a way uh, in which I've draw, I'm drawing closer <clears throat> to Mary, but specifically under the title of the Holy Mary of Guadalupe or the Holy Virgin of Guadalupe mm. or Our Lady of Guadalupe. So for me, that's definitely. And then, so this last Saturday, Bishop, he pur- I, and I think it's important to say, he not only consecrated the Diocese of Sioux Falls to Our Lady of Guadalupe and St. Joseph, but he did that um, in addition to praying for deliverance yeah. um, for our diocese, which was just such a, a powerful thing. You know, so that, that image that you, you uh, asked me to share about um, Aaron and her holding up yeah. Moses' arms, just to help him prepare for that. But I... I, I I'm so grateful to our bishop for, for doing that because to me, um, every now and then I'm just aware of the ways in which our priests or our bishop, um, there's certain things that they do are, that are profound acts of spiritual fatherhood. Yeah. And for me, this was one of them for bishop, yeah. our bishop, Bishop de Garud, to pray for deliverance for our entire diocese and all the people and places of the diocese and things of the diocese 
And then, as he said, you know, once you sort of chase away the evil spirit, you got to fill it. There's this story. Yeah, the you got to fill it with the Yeah. And so, for, so to be Our Lady of Guadalupe and St. Joseph was really exciting to me. Yeah, yeah. I similarly had great enthusiasm uh, for both, but particularly for St. Joseph. Right. Uh, having, what you and I, gosh, was it at the start of 2020, got to interview Father Callaway. Yeah. yes. Uh, here on Real Presence, the author of Total Consecration to St. Joseph. Um, and and it really resonated with me in, in, a, in a deep place of my own heart. And uh, I had this real sense that, I wanted to consecrate myself and mm-hmm. all of those that I knew. I just wanted to come into a deeper relationship with St. Joseph and, and, and in that same manner with Our Lady, uh, Joseph and Mary being unsepar- inseparable. Right. Um, and so there was just this really profound experience for me as well with the consecration of the diocese to Our Lady of Guadalupe and to St. Joseph and Our Lady of Guadalupe has had a, a dear place in my heart um, as well. But yeah, there's just... A richness, I completely agree, a richness to the spiritual fatherhood of of that movement um, that I think is beautiful. So both you and I, so Bishop con- prayed the prayers of deliverance in, pr- in private um, Saturday, and then it was at the four o'clock mass, the mass for Gaudete Sunday, mm-hmm. uh, the, at the Cathedral of St. Joseph that um, was live streamed and then turned televised the next morning. It was that, then that he, at the end of Mass, that he prayed that consecration to Our Lady of Guadalupe and St. Joseph. And somebody, in, in both uh, you and your family and, and, and I were at that Mass, and somebody asked me yesterday, um, how was Saturday? And my response was, it was beautifully ordinary. <laughs> yes. My husband, when we got in the car, he said, I don't know what I expected, but that wasn't what it was. Yeah. And because I really, I, I anticipated kind of this big yep. uh, bells and whistles. Yep. I shouldn't say bells and whistles. Uh, bells and incense mass right. or something. <laughs> Although there was that. Um, but yeah, I, I it was beautifully ordinary. It just was after the uh, Eucharist, uh, after, after Holy Communion, that he simply prayed these prayers, right. consecrating to the diocese. It was so ordinary. It was so simple. Yep. Um, and really beautiful. Right. Beautifully ordinary. That's the perfect description yep. for it. Yeah, that's because I similarly, like, I was very excited for this. And I think I, I sort of knew that it probably would be beautiful ordinary, but part of me, it's coming up Christmas. And yeah. You know, maybe there's going to be something. Yeah. And there wasn't. Yeah. And it was beautiful. Yeah. Um, which, which, Emily, is so, so we're getting ready for Christmas. A boy was born. It's so simple. A boy was born. Um, you're you're expecting in the spring a baby's going to be born. I mean, that is how the Lord operates. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, now, there were angels and choirs of angels with the shepherds, um, but but so so much of the time, our Lord operates in in simple, quiet, humble ways, which tells us something about him and maybe my expectation for something else flashy tells me something about me. (laughs) Yes, yes, absolutely. I would love, I know we need to take a break here in a minute, um, but I would love to just share some of the things that the Lord has been putting on my heart um, in that same regard uh, in this season, particularly in regard to simplicity. Um, And uh, yeah, I mean, there's just, there's a lot of imagery that I think could be offered as we examine in our own hearts, whether that's garden imagery or, or the imagery of a home, which is really right. what the Lord's been speaking to me about. But the simplicity of that, 
which is profound. So one thing is I, I learned, because I, I, I did uh, some presentations on Advent, um, an ignition ep- episode of Ignition on Advent, and the church specifically talks about Advent being a time for us to quiet and discipline our hearts. Mm, that does not sound like the Christmas season, does right? it? <laughs> no, right? And like culturally, I mean, right. I mean no, like no, no, right no. now, like yeah, culturally yeah, yeah. we would say we're in the Christmas season. Yeah. 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 But but I, discipline your and I thought about what does that mean? Discipline, it means to yeah. rem, for me it means to remind my, all of my being, but especially the depth of my being, with my heart in the scriptural sense of what is who is most important. Yes, um, yes. and make sure that even the hustle and bustle of wrapping presents and the Christmas cookie baking and all that stuff that that my heart is still oriented fundamentally towards the Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, I cannot wait to talk more about this, but we do, do need to take a quick break. Friends, you are listening to Real Presence Live this morning. I'm Emily Leadham. And I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And we will be back right after the break. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through plan giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these plan gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. S.J. Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, S.J. Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. S.J. Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I am Emily Leadham. And we are visiting today about the graces that we've received in Advent uh, so far. So, Emily, um, during the break, you were sharing a quote 
from C.S. Because we talk about yes. sort of um, simplicity and so on, disciplining of the heart. Yeah. And there's a quote from C.S. Lewis yeah. that has really been resonating with you. So I'll offer a little preface first. Um, starting in about the first week of Advent, I started to have this impression when I showed up in prayer um, of, a, of a home in my heart. It was very simple. Uh, all I had a sense of was like walls and a, and a roof <laughs> or a roof as, <laughs> as we were talking about before the, before the show, which is it? A ro- it's a roof. Um, for some of our listeners, it's a roof. For some of them, it's a roof. So whichever, whichever, uh, overhead <laughs> thing, top of thing the you like to call it. And, um, it was just a, it was a very simple thing, and I kind of wanted to start digging to to understand. Okay, what is this? And and at one point, the Lord just said, "Stop digging and and allow me to reveal it. It'll it'll mm. continue to be made known." Mm. And and really, it's been beautiful because there's been all of these multifaceted um, images surrounding this sense of home that have continued to kind of reveal themselves. So number one, we got a children's book. Uh, uh, called the interior. Oh, it's the interior castle, and it's based on um, Teresa Avila's interior oh. castle. And she's taking this little boy through. It's beautifully illustrated. She's taking him through the interior castle. So this really like resonated with me sure. in a, in a deep way of of this desire. I also continue to come back to the stable, the simplicity of of home. And in that imagery, one of the things that started to come up was all of the distractions in my heart that were preventing me from receiving an undisciplined heart. Yes. From receiving the Christ child and allowing his, you know, it was the muck of the barn, if you will, um, that the Lord was just really allowing me to see, which was painful. And I mean, you can hear it even now, like it's, it's painful for me to just acknowledge, man, all these places that I'm distracted. And then I started reading theology of home by Dr. Carrie Gress and oh there's two other authors I'm so sorry I cannot think of their names right off the top of my head and that's been this profound deepening thing I kind of initially described it as like the Catholic um, Joanna Gaines book oh that's so much more than that there's just a real richness to it and in that I discovered this quote from C.S. Lewis so that's all the backstory to get me to this quote thanks for sticking with me um that I just think is so so profound, especially in this Advent season, as you said earlier, as kind of a penitential season and a time to really uh, look at the fact that Jesus Christ comes to dwell with us, uh, not only in an external sense, but internally, mm-hmm. that the Christ child is born within each of us. So this is the quote from C.S. Lewis, and I'll break it down kind of as we go. Imagine yourself as a living house. Okay? Do you see it? Okay. God comes in to rebuild that house, and at first you can understand what he's doing. He's getting the drains right and stopping the leaks in the roof, the roof, and so on. And you knew that these jobs needed to be done, so you're not surprised. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I think we can all kind of follow along. Yeah, there's this reality. We all have our stuff, right? Those little sins. Tighten up the screw here. Tighten up the screw there. A little more discipline. But presently, he starts knocking the house about in a way that hurts abominably and does not seem to make any sense. What on earth is he up to in this house? The explanation is that he is building quite a different house from the one you thought of. Throwing out a new wing here, putting on an extra floor there, running up towers, making courtyards. See, you thought you were being made into a decent little cottage. But he is building a palace, and he intends to come and live in it himself. 
again, that's C.S. Lewis, and it's uh, I first discovered it, discovered it in the Theology of Home book. Um, but here we think he's building a small little cottage. Mm-hmm. But no, he's building a palace, a castle, and he intends to live in it himself. And I think so often I can approach the Lord as an external, as an exterior being, as an out there um, person. And in fact, just like water and wine, commingled and inseparable by our baptism, he comes to dwell within us. This interior place that transforms from the out from the inside out mm-hmm. um and these are all things that that oftentimes we know as as catholics right um as christians as as believers and yet to pause in this season of advent and to embrace this reality that as we await upon the person of jesus christ born as a little child uh, we're waiting on him not as an external thing that's going to show up in a stable far away, but actually as a as a new um, as a new renewed child in our own hearts. This internal place that he desires to live in himself, live in himself. I think for me, the the part of that that particularly is striking me is so the difficulty. I think he, uh, uh, he's knocking about the house. Um, and then it sort of goes to, he, he's expanding it. So um, he's knocking down walls. Yeah. Painful. To, to grow, but, but it's painful. And, and, and the challenge is, if we ask him to stop because it's too painful, he will. Mm. He won't. We are, am I ready to allow <sighs> him to knock down the walls so we can build not a cottage, but this, this beautiful yeah. mansion? Um, because because if because if I'm not, he won't. Am I willing to hand him the sledgehammer? Exactly. Lord, do whatever you desire. Right. Take the chisel. Take the tool. Do what it is that and, you and desire. And to me, and I can even know. So as you said, we might know. I can know that he wants to build something even more beautiful, but I might not be willing to undergo the pain. Ugh. That's so true. That's so true. And you know what we do? It's not an. It's not often a <clears throat> no, Lord. I don't want to undergo the pain. It's distraction. It's it's busying ourselves. It's avoidance of the silence because we're afraid that it's going to be difficult. It's not this very clear th- thing. It's often subtle in us. And I yep. think we need to be really honest with ourselves about what is hindering us from handing him the hammer. So here's a... Th- Amen, amen, amen. Um, I think it's probably been two years ago, maybe a bit more. I just became aware the Lord was inviting me to do small penances, small fasts for some particular intentions. And I very politely declined. Decl- <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Uh, I, I think I'll pass on that. I'll just, I'll just. Sorry, I'll, it's not funny, I'll just but pray it's so oh, no, real. It, yeah, yeah. Yes. Because I it wasn't, because I wasn't, I wasn't breaking a commandment, right? I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't in, in the sense of, I wasn't committing a sin, but I was telling my Lord and my God, no. And that's what sin is. Mm-hmm. It was clear to me that he was inviting me. Be, and, but, but, but did I, but I say, no, I said, well, no, because let's be, I mean, me like passing up this, this food or whatever, it's not really going to make any difference. Uh-huh. 
I mean, I pray, and that's what's important. But I mean, fasting doesn't really matter, does it? <sighs> and and just frankly, Emily, it's been in the last few months that I'm like, oh, Teresa of the Teresa, uh, Teresa of Avila talks about. Um, this being like the thing, this is the wall having be knocked down that I've said no to. No, I don't want, I don't want to fast because, because I don't want to. And I justified, explain it with my theology uh-huh. doctorate and da, 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 da. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Am I willing to give him the little timer or not? And here he wants to build a palace. Amen. But sometimes it feels easier to stay in our little cottage. Amen. No demolition need no necessary. No demolition. No living in the unkept kitchen. No yep. living in the yep. in the in the dust and the yeah. Yep. Yeah. We we have a friend who uh, they spent months redoing their kitchen, and yeah. they were living in a complete. The, yeah. Their kitchen was a completely a different room. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So you know, no, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. Um, Chris, we have just a few minutes left. Uh, as we approach Christmas, uh, any Catholic gift ideas that come to your mind as people are maybe listening to this and really having this desire to enter more deeply into the season of Advent in preparation for Christmas and then into the season of Christmas as we quickly approach it, um, any gift ideas? I would, I just wanted to mention the theology of home. Yeah book um that i think is really quite extraordinary it took me a year to buy it and i have no idea why because uh i'm just i'm just thoroughly i'm thoroughly appreciating it as a young mom um yeah i just think it's been it's been quite beautiful so awesome i don't have any specific ones but i just became more um aware uh well no i was struck anew by the power of um sacred art yeah. Um, and, and so there's a there's a nativity scene by an Italian. This it's 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 the art feature in December's issue, the Magnificat. Um, and it's it's of the nativity, and it's such a it's a vibrant. I found it online. I haven't ordered a print, but it's got deep blue sky, mm. and there's so many intricacies, and and just the the power of beauty to draw not just those who are on the fringes, but those who are maybe already seeking to live our faith yeah. more deeply. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've got, I've got um, Caravaggio's The Incredulity of St. Thomas, where Jesus is pulling Thomas's wrist and sticking Thomas's uh-huh. finger into Jesus' side. side. Yeah. Um, I've got a big print of that hanging in my office. Um, I, I love sacred art, but I think I need to love it more. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so I, th- I think of that as just for, for the, for people because it's an easy thing to give to somebody because it's not a book they have to read it's something that maybe maybe a small thing that they can put in their home office or at their office office or or hang somewhere in their home Mm -hmm. to beautify the home but it also is a great reminder of of our god and and his deep love for us yeah Studio Sen is one of my favorite, more modern Catholic yeah. artists, and she does some really beautiful images of uh, the Sacred Heart and uh, the Immaculate Heart of Mary, mm-hmm. some of those that I think are just, she uses watercolor. So it's a different kind of of art, um, a more modern a more modern art, uh, and yet she really approaches it with such prayer. It's, it's right. really apparent, and beautiful. it's been really beautiful for me. So. Yeah. Um, Friends, hopefully that gives you a few ideas and hopefully this gets you reflecting on your own graces of the Advent season thus far. Allows you to take a little pause. Amen. And up next, we're going to be talking about how you can prepare for Christmas for the three comings of Christ. That's coming up next in Real Presence Live. <laughs>